everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Wonder Queer episode 15. This is Marshall and I'm here with Elia. Hi everybody. So glad you're here. And we thought we'd make a hosts episode for you all because we thought it would be cool to kind of review some of the episodes we've already put out there. And also to just chat a bit with each other so you get a sense of who we are and of our relationship. We'll just start with episode one, which was um, in December of last year, and that was called Look Up, Look Down. Do you remember that one, Elia? Oh, this is our episode. Okay, yeah. Hummingbirds and Rose Quartz. Yeah. That's how we started. And they were... It was cool because we named it Look Up, Look Down because my story was about looking up and yours happened to be something you had found on the ground. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we go, yeah. the truth is we go back and forth about what we're going to name these shows from the stories. And we want it like, we want it to be a clever name, but not give the whole thing away. And that was definitely your choice. That was your. It was. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I think it was a good, it was, it was good because it was like a, really about looking and that, you know, and, and um, yeah. And then these things showing up, that kind of magic of things showing up right at these really special moments, you know, like for me, it was like more like, well, I guess for both of us, it was like having something really magical come in and to support us, right. When we kind of needed it. And um, I think that was a really good place to start around our theme, um, you know, magic and awe of this queer life. So it made a lot of sense. In retrospect, we, you know, that was a, that was a good choice. Yeah, and it just goes along with the idea that if we just pay attention, there are these gifts that we will find, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of gifts, and then we go on to queer teleology that was so great i love that one because a it involved the phone and b the magic of the phone as this communication form individual experience and then out into the world and especially when tracy called the um call center (laughs) with thousands of people working and just was determined that she was going to get to talk to jamie talk to her girlfriend and then Second call, right there, done. Very magical. It makes me think of the network, you know, and how technology has changed so much from using a a phone where you actually like turned your, you know, you turned the dial to dial the numbers. And now we have umpteen ways of connecting with other people, Mm -hmm. keeping relationships in our lives and like we have so many different ways and how the queer community has benefited from that throughout these mm-hmm. technological advances. Because now no one even answers their phone. It's, it's also morphed into this non-communication. Mm. Like we have all these mm-hmm. options. And then, you know, at that time it was so specific around, you know, when the phone rang, it was really like everybody <laughs> wanted to get on that phone. You know, it's like, who is it for? I want to be on the phone. You know, like, I want to call. Like, it was this really, because there was only this really key one choice, you know? An interesting time to to hear those magic stories about the phone. Yeah. 
I prefer, now I prefer the video, the video calls or the video recorded Mm -hmm. messages. But yeah, you're right. I'm never saying my phone's ringing off the hook. (laughs) That's not (laughs) happening. Oh, well, episode three was, I didn't know what I already knew. Mm -hmm. Now that was a really great story. Mm -hmm. The path to the top of a mountain in a, in a grieving state of mind and yeah I I, yeah that was that's a good way to intro it like even in that state the confrontation with such intense beauty and the overwhelm of of that Mm -hmm. and the availability of that and how that can that was so transformative and that really like to me really speaks to a great example of kind of queer magic and you know that availability and you know because um because you know she's was really the primary caretaker, you know, which is often the position of queer folks Mm. in our world. Like we are often the primary caretakers in these end of life, deep sicknesses situations. And that's, you know, that's historically been for a lot of reasons. But so I really found that I found Mm -hmm. that, you know, to have this universal thing, but also it is in these really ways, very specifically about a queer life, you know? about that queer magic those senses and the blueberries oh yeah the blueberries that's almost like being a prophet to yourself what am i trying to say no idea (laughs) other than being a prophet to yourself well i think it's like being a prophet to yourself let's put it that way Uh (laughs) i didn't know what i already knew yeah then what does it mean was episode four that was about the um, the borders, yeah, and the Cancer Capricorn kind of workshops. The experience of finding a a person resembling so much a um, a parent, miscommunication leading to, oh my gosh, I think this this guard reminds me so much of my father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who'd passed. who'd passed. And also, like, for me, that what I remember about that, about having Drew talk about their experience was this idea of, you know, like, the queer magic of, like, their particular presentation and their difference becoming this place of curiosity and availability mm. a po- in, a, in a more dire moment, mm-hmm. you know, in a more, like you know, cause they want to search the car and they want to know where they're going and they want to know all this stuff. And then they're, and then almost they're taken over by their curiosity about who Drew is. And then Drew starts, you know, educating them and explaining stuff. And then there's this incredible link with their dead, dead dad. And so there's just a lot of, there was mm-hmm. a lot of magic in that story around, um, you know, the places and spaces that we can, that we can often find ourselves in as queer people. And it's sort of like it, it went from a moment of, oh, this may be trouble to a real benefit to connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then we had episode five. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Traveling, and, beautiful traveling. And how that, how influence really, I mean, it really does mean something. I'm not talking about like Instagram influence. I'm talking about like 
real from the heart mm-hmm. Absolutely. sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I loved about Gina's story was that the, the magic of her doing that teaching and then mm. that person being set out on their own journey as a result of that teaching and then the two of them coming together, you know, in the actual in actual time and space together around that experience, you know, in the sort of random, not random magic of that. And, you know, like just her, her availability to go and talk about her journeys on the Camino and, mm-hmm. and, and just having such a strong feeling about like this is something that should be shared and that people will want to, you know, I'd like, I want people to know about what this been, what, how this, what this has been like for me. How, how life-changing it has been. And um, I'm trying to remember, did you ever receive any uh, sponsorship offer from REI after that yeah. episode? The, the gay temple? Yeah. The queer athletic wear mecca? Yeah, I forgot, church? To, I forgot to tell you that I'm now their new spokesperson. I forgot. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's been a good gig so far. Yeah, um, where are those boots? Yeah, you got some boots out of it. No, I got a, I got a plastic canoe. A plastic canoe. Okay, that's it. So how far. about? I mean, did did you get? Did they give you a paddle, or are you just on in a plastic canoe without a paddle? No, the the paddle's coming. I think they're they're they said they're sending it to me. Okay, and they mentioned that. Let's see, that was in February that they. Okay, well, you know. It's October, but well, maybe it's just been a little shipping delay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that you know, they, but it's true they haven't called me in a while. I'm not really sure what's up with that. <laughs> Speaking of that, we've got um, our next episode was episode six. This is us. Oh, and that was we just talked a little bit about. What did we talk about? Our families and like the the religious sort of state of our upbringing mm-hmm. and how we have had come from different different families of origin, different kind of background, but then that we it was a meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we say it was a meeting of the minds? That sounds good, doesn't well, it? Well, yeah, a little cliche, but other than that, it's okay. <laughs> because people had said to us like we don't you know we want to maybe know a little bit more about where you're where you two are coming from so that was our foray into that um talking a little bit about our spirituality and our yeah and our histories our family histories and so um I you begrudge I I begrudgingly you know start talking about all that um but I feel was the right thing to do now in retrospect yeah I mean like, if we're being honest, you're not loving the experience of recording this right now because you would much rather... Yeah. I mean, we love interviewing people. We love talking to people and hearing their yes. stories. That's the whole thing. But it is nice to, you know, let people see a little bit of who we are periodically and, and hope that they like us. But we give ourselves self-approval yeah, on a daily right. basis, so yeah. it's fine <laughs> if they don't. Uh-huh. And speaking of that, Revelations... Episode seven, yeah. That was with Jasper. Yeah, episode seven. Oh, how wonderful, yeah. With Queer Conjure. Queer Conjure, thank you. 
Yes. Yeah, and that was a that was a really moving story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. About how some earlier experiences with family and loss kind of would have an effect on the the path, the work path that one chooses. Or yeah. chooses may not even be the right word for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I for me that you know um, having Jasper talk about you know the the foreseeing of um, of their mom's death uh, and and kind of going through that as something that had already been kind of part of their part of their life yeah. for almost a year that this would that that she would go soon um, was just sort of phenomenal and and. And then, you know, the really beautiful parts of Jasper growing up in queer community mm-hmm. and, you know, the, all the guidance and care and, all, you know, like lots of magic that happened around them even after the loss and how all of that was so defining. And, and they're such a, they're, for me, they're such a person who has such a strong um, holding of our ancestors and of our history. Absolutely. I was so moved by that. And then we had episode eight, Give It to the Mountains. Give it to the mountains. Mountains, yeah. What a great great place to give it to. What a great thing to give it to. And that was Dix Marie's story that shared some imagery with the scarlet letter. That that comes to mind first and the kind of identification Mm -hmm. with with Hester Prynne from that story and that was just Mm -hmm. like kind of a rhythmic almost like a lyrical story Mm -hmm. yeah just beautifully written and such a journey you know uh, an exploration a walk and and a walk through you know this I think Dick's really in-depth process and self-reflection and then a walk through you know, the world and the magic of the world and that co-relationship and holding both those places, you know, the kind of sorrows and also the beauty and then being able to turn it over. Um, I think uh, it was just very, very, very moving and just so beautiful. And um, yeah, just so much full of so much uh, kind of particularly awe in that story, you know. So mm. I really, uh, I remember it well. And the different names of gods. Was oh, there, wasn't yes. it the God, the God of quick decisions mm-hmm. was one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I still think of that often, like, because I'll have something happen and think, oh, there's the God of whatever it is. I mean, you could really use that. Mm-hmm. That's nice that it just stuck. And then next was queer as elk, queer as dot 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 elk, elk question mark, yeah episode nine, yeah, and that's about a really cool community space and how mm-hmm. things really fell together to to help that become a part of you know nurturing the community. I love it, like the whole part about like finding the building and them feeling so um 
at such an end point and then this sort of magic appearing and this opportunity appearing and um, and, and uh, being available, you know, against mm-hmm. all odds. Like we can't, how can this be and how can I make this happen? But, and really the magic of holding the larger picture, like being in spirit enough to hold that there's something bigger going on, you know, and that mm-hmm. I, and that, you know, keep moving forward to keep moving forward. I really love that about that story. And the community helped for the cause of that to be there and then also received benefit from it. There's actually a, an update about that uh-huh. uh, because I recently saw that Nick had posted about moving out of that building now and looking Ooh. to go mobile. Oh, so, interesting. And that will be, you know, they already do a lot of dis- distribution work. That's right, yeah. So it kind of makes sense that, that this would be, but of course the mobile projects space will also need our support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had episode yeah. 10 fever all through the night. And that was about, um, kind of learning one's identity as a trans woman through the art of drag, just almost like a, a whim. Yeah. You know, I love how Moira kind of gave us an insight into like, you know, behind the veil of what was going on and like the learning process and her learning herself in that, in that context too. And yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, wasn't there that Miley Cyrus song, her first song that she danced to? Oh, that's was right. Was that the first song she danced to? That's right. Yeah. Uh, something about bondage. What was it? about being I don't remember what song something about being tied up okay that's all that's all that's coming to mind now uh-huh. restraint caged no it was about being caged right yeah that's the song itself isn't that the title of the song caged I don't know okay we'll have to we'll have to we look. have to we have to check that out yeah yeah and then we had our love story Yes. Ride the tiger. Romance. Big romance. Yeah. Setting the intention and just holding fast mm. until the tiger showed up. And there there she was with that tiger t-shirt. Focusing on that, that imagery of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was cool. And it just felt, you almost felt like you got the, I almost felt like I had butterflies just hearing you know, like I did, I relating to the, to Rev Diana, who was sharing the story. I just was like mm-hmm. really along for the ride, like right in the sidecar, mm-hmm. just having the butterflies and like, Ooh, who are we going to meet? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I love that moment where, you know, she made the connection with her person and then they, she turned around and she had that tiger t-shirt on and it was just like, oh, what? That, the shirt um, that almost didn't get packed. That's right. Exactly. That's right. That There was so much like, you know, cute, really nice magic moments in there. I loved how Rev Diana just followed it. You mm. know, she just kept following it and just kept following it and um, kept a kind of clarity and spirit responded you know to keep her going and carrying that list around Woo. Mm-hmm. yeah the long list long list yeah just tiny <laughs> tiny print 
<laughs> and how about um, episode 12, See You at Ritual? Mm-hmm. Witch Camp. Witch Camp. Wonderful experience at Witch Camp. Yeah. And also a really great coming back to yourself mm. story and the magic of the, the sort of magical context of coming back to yourself and your, you know, deeply queer self. And uh, remembering. I really appreciate all that. Remembering yeah. yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And a real um, plug for working with your voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was neat to learn more about that. Yeah, and that's a very uh, powerful element, right? Mm. In the way, in terms of speaking and singing and, you know, and all of those things that are about, like, pushing ourselves into the world in these powerful ways, you know? So, yeah, that was great. And then we had episode 13, Let It Train. Yeah. That was, we had a, we went back and forth a lot on a lot of different titles for that one. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it would have been easy to name it, it something very obvious to the story. But we didn't want to do yeah. that. We just have to be difficult. I mean, it's just part of the, <laughs> it's part of our art, you know, so. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but it was that amazing moment. Yeah. With Riley and that, this, that train on that, uh, that image is so ingrained in my brain of the train just going by you know, with the same message again and again and again. And the message was... There is light at the end of the tunnel. Wow. I mean, if you... How more clear of a sign than that? Yeah, I mean, and that if you just have any doubt that, you know, this is a dialogue between us and the universe, if you have mm. any doubt, you know, this was a, a clear moment of just like, you're you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, and you know, yeah. It's a it's a great spiritual practice to be able in times of, you know, terrible dis- distress to be able to just hold that simple message, you know, whatever that's gonna look like. Maybe we don't know, but there is that that way that we can just say we're gonna be okay, and that just can set us down differently out of the chaos, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like the the It Gets Better project, but but also it's it doesn't always get better. I feel like it doesn't always get better for everyone. And so I love, I mean, I want to believe that it gets better. Um, Mm -hmm. But it may be easier for me to believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it's got, it's not as heavy um, assumption. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and light, and that to me, like that, that you know, it it, it always gets better, is a little bit too, def, like definitive, and you know that 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 life is marked by a beginning, middle, and end, and it, to me, it's marked by many, many tunnels, oh. actually, and you know, and the idea that there's light, at, you know, we're moving through tunnels our whole life, you know, and there is always such, there are always stages and times of of being lost or, you know, not being able to see or in darkness, you know, and that to me is just a, like a, a much more salient metaphor about living, you know, about this, this kind of journey that we, that we do while we're here, while we do it. Wow. That was really deep. 
I mean, I I kind of don't know what to say after that. Well, um, uh, thank you. Like, uh, might be a good place to start. Okay. Great job. Oh yeah. Um, thank you. And also strong work. Strong really work. nice. Really nice job on that. That's right. Yes, and then. We move to the uh, some really other great magic. And that's episode 14, Gripped. It was so wonderful for Tiffany to come on and um, talk about something that's, you know, a very unique experience to me coming out so late. You know, um, that's, you know, very, a really, really something that I'm not, I don't know a lot about, you know. And so just to, the way that the, the, when she got ready and how the how the world just came and spoke to her, you know, through that very intense moment of her cousin, you know, gripping her and mm. saying, you know, mm-hmm. get to it in some way, you know, and then and then having that experience with those amazing wolf dogs and and her energy. Mm-hmm. And I love that because for me, it's like the, the the specialness of our lives as queer people and those dogs just feeling it like you know, the, the sort of wild of her untamed and the wild mm. of them untamed meeting somehow. There was so much in that. I yeah. love that she was up for sharing her story because there are so many people. And even though that's not really mm-hmm. what the story is about, that yeah. that's just the circumstance that that's the, the soil for the story. Um, that's a lot of people's experience, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's why I was, yeah, that's why I thought that too. And it was just, um, yeah. And that it's, it's just an important story to tell. And, you know, we know that Tiffany is, you know, forming a support group and she's trying to reach out to other, um, Mm. you know, for her women and lesbians who have come out, uh, later and, you know, she's just, you know, she sees it as a place of that is need for support and, you know, we really support her for that. Like, it's it's great. And we've got some other folks coming up. Um, we're really excited to bring bring these stories out. I mean, this is this is like the most exciting part of life. Whatever we whatever we're going through, you know, to be able to find and pinpoint those moments that made us who we are now, or got us to this place, or had some meaningful effect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like that we've, we've covered a lot of different themes, you know, um, so far, but we have many to go and we're, you know, we're always, um, and I love the, I love the actual magic of people just showing up and being, I have a story or I'll be part of this story or, you know, like, let me tell this story. And, and it's interesting how often it's like, oh, we haven't dealt with that subject yet, you know? Mm, and, right. and, and there, so there's like this, in, these internal workings that are about, um, you know, just like the sort of beauty of what, what can happen. And some will be like, you know, I think we've had that a couple of times, like, oh yeah, we haven't had a story like that. This is perfect. Like, you know, and we we're looking through like what, what, who, what people have focused on. Like, mm. did we know we would have a t- story about a train? I mean, and not a train on in relationship to traveling, which we did have a traveling story uh, with uh, with Gina, but a, uh, a traveling story about a train that's just full of this um, reassurance 
not mm-hmm. about the traveling on a train. So I, I love, I love what's happening in the process of um, who shows up and how we're being able to cover lots of different areas. Yeah. And if you have a story or your friends have a story, mm-hmm. please do get in touch with us. You can go to wonderqueer.com or you can uh, send us a message on um, Instagram at wonderqueerpodcast. And we just want to say thank you to everyone who has contributed their story. And I'm just going to name them. So we want to say thanks to Tracy, Mandy, Drew, Gina, Jasper, Dix Marie, Nick, Mora, Rev Diana, Silen, Rev Riley, and Rev Tiffany. Woo-woo! Thank you so much for helping us make our first 15 episodes. I mean, this is wild. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're just going to keep going, but until next time, mm-hmm. keep swimming in the wonder. Keep cheering the queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.